It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, everybody? Jimmy Kolb here, and welcome back to the Kolb Strong Power Podcast. I want to welcome you all back to episode 22 of the Power Podcast. Man, 22. I'm doing really well today. Uh, The week has been doing very well for me as well. Training is on point. We have a meet coming up within uh, just a few weeks. Uh, It seems like whenever there's a competition in mind, the training always seems to get better. Isn't that weird? You think training should just be good all the time. Uh, Someone's, uh, I got found a quote online that really spoke to me when it said, it's called a workout, not a fun out. That really spoke to me, you know, um, you, you want to have fun. You want to enjoy what you're doing. But the work in the gym is supposed to suck. The work in the gym is supposed to kick your ass. And uh, in preparation for what's the big thing, you know, the, the meat. So I kind of relate back to when I was watching the Rocky movies as a kid. When Mickey told Rocky that for a 45-minute fight, you have to train for 45,000 minutes, you know. So, um, with that, I want to move into the content. I want to move into the topic for this week, and that is my inspirations. What has inspired me, what continues to inspire me, and what has helped me along the way. Uh, Whether that be information, internet, documentaries, what have you. So, early on in the sport, when I was 14 years old, lifting weights, I was lifting to be a bodybuilder, and I made that, that choice to go with strength instead. After about six months of bodybuilding, I had realized you can get super big or super strong. I'm so glad I chose the latter because I think it's more impressive. That's just a personal opinion. Um, So I went that route. Uh, My earliest inspiration was a man by the name of Adam Hicks. Uh, He was an inspiration not just because I saw him on the internet, or I heard about him, or I read about him. No, I met this man in person. So at the local YMCA, yes, the local YMCA. I lived in a YMCA as a kid from 14 to about 18, four years. I was at this YMCA in New Philly, Ohio. And I saw this man walk in, and he was the epitome of what I had seen on the internet. Giant watermelon gut, huge boulder shoulders, Massive triceps just look like a fucking brick wall, a, a literal brick wall. I was like, oh, my God. And my mom was going to school at the local uh, Kent State Tuscaroras branch. And she said, hey, there's this guy. And she knew how heavy I was into the weights and how interested I was. She said, there's this kid in my class, <laughs> kid. And she said, uh, he's, he's a power lifter. And I'm like, oh, I'll be damned. And she goes, yeah, I was talking to him, and he's trying to bench 700 pounds. Now, you got to understand, this was... Back in 2004, 2005 maybe, Canelli had just benched 800 pounds for the first time two years prior to 2002. So a 700-pound bench literally was astronomical, unheard of. Um, only a few men in the world at that point had done it, maybe 10 or 12, maybe 15 people. So I was like, oh, you got to be shitting me. 700-pound bench, 
She goes, yeah, he lifted the YMCA and then I connected the dots. Oh my goodness. That's the man that I keep seeing. So she talked to him about me and eventually I think, I think I approached him. I'm not sure. That was a long time ago, but, uh, we got to talking and I'll be damned. He's, he's the one, uh, at the height of his career, he became the third youngest man to bench press 700 pounds. Uh, took me under his wing, taught me how to bench, pulled me out of the YMCA. That was the best decision I ever made. And we lifted at Blackstone's gym, and that's where I would eventually bench 900 pounds uh, under the training at Blackstone's gym uh, at 21 years old. So uh, he was one of my earliest inspirations. Now, uh, it was only up until recently where I have been able to speak with and or meet uh some of my inspirations and idols from the from my past my entire career uh here just the last year um but one of the earliest inspirations i had looking online uh youtube was just in its infancy back when i was a kid but uh guys like ryan Kennelly, the 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 uh, rivalry between gene richlack and scott mendelson which was at the height now uh, the peak of its uh uh, uh <laughs> dirtiness, you know, back when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. And I used to watch these guys and and learn. You got to think, I, I have an obsessive personality or so that my that my wife tells me. Um, so even when I was a kid, I was online. I had a computer in my house. Uh, damn, I, I, had a, I had a desktop. <laughs> One of those ones that's like two feet, you know, thick and a little keyboard and the tower and all that stuff, you know, mid-2000s. And I used to print off, I, I spent so much of my mom's money on ink cartridges. I used to print off, uh, you know, articles, go to Critical Bench and print off the interviews that they were doing with like Kennelly or Mendy. Um, anything, any information I could find on how to increase the bench. And that's the thing, I was always interested in the bench. Um, full power interested me some, but it was always the big benchers that just really spoke to me and I wanted to be like. So I, I had I had booklets and three ring binders and folders just full of printed off pages. I was making PowerPoints, you know, just not for anybody else, just myself. I mean, you got to think how obsessive I was in learning and uh, trying to trying to be like these guys, you know, getting the workouts that they had posted and trying to emulate those and do those. And so, um, yeah, Canelli was a really big one, Rich Lack and Mendy. And then eventually when Tiny Meeker got really big on the scenes and started beating them all. And uh, so those are my, you know, inspirations that I got off the internet. And like I said, I didn't get to meet any of these individuals until actually just like the last few years. I met Gene for the first time in 2014, um, you know, 10 years deep into lifting. I didn't meet Ryan until the Arnold Classic of 2020. I still have not met Mendy. I've seen, I met Tiny quite a few times. Um, but uh, it, it took me a long time to finally meet these guys and actually, whoa, this is an actual person. This is somebody that you know, walks and breathes and moves just like I do, you know, not just somebody that I read about and hear about all the time. And it's weird to me now that I've got 
three other thousand pound benchers uh, numbers in my phone, you know, that I can just text or call whenever. It's just su such a weird thing. Uh, but besides the big guys, besides the big, uh, you know, the big benchers or, the, or Donnie Thompson's or the Dave Hoff's, you know, who else has inspired me throughout the years? Well, you know, I had a lot of influence, I had a lot of influence from a lot of good people. Uh, I talk a lot about Tracy Weiler, Tracy Weiler, the godfather, right? He was the godfather in the sport for me. Tracy Weiler was the man who taught Adam Hicks how to bench and drove Adam Hicks around from all over Ohio and Pennsylvania. Um, so eventually Adam Hicks kind of dipped out of the sport once he got married and had some children. Tracy Wilder still stuck around and he took me under his wing and continued to drive me around or fly out to California or f drive me down to Lynchburg, uh, Virginia. So he really inspired me. Um, you know, his bench, I think the most he ever benched was like 450 <laughs> equipped. Um, but just his persistence and his love for the sport and, and how much he loves people who do the sport and the, and the love he had for me. You know, it's just it's a friendship that's never going to end. And I call the old dick like seven times a day, multiple days a week. He never answers. He runs a business. And I just call him and call him and call him and call him until he finally answers. And we pick up and I talk for like an hour and a half with him, you know. And we make the trip to Ohio every once in a while, maybe once a year. And I hook up with him and we see and we have dinner and we lift weights. And it's like old times, you know. Um, after I left Blackstone's, I went to Iron Chamber in Ohio, a gym called Iron Chamber, ran by Jeff Bague. What an inspiration there. Jeff Bague retired from the sport literally the week before I decided to join Iron Chamber, or come and visit Iron Chamber. He retired the week before. Made the announcement on Facebook, and I was crushed. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. I... I <laughs> The, the camaraderie and the gym and the atmosphere he's built at Iron Chamber was absolutely legendary. I mean, you would see these guys in a meet. It was kind of like a like a West Side, you know. The, see these guys in a meet, and they were just you could tell they were all a family, and and they just helped each other and helped other lifters at the meet. They were complete strangers, and I want and that and that just that brotherhood. And I don't like to use that w word very much these days, uh, kind of military wise, <laughs> but. Uh, it was. It really. It it actually truly was a brotherhood. And I got up there, and he told me, "Oh, yeah, I'm done lifting. I'm retired." I'm like, "You've got to be shitting me." But uh, Jeff Bag, to my knowledge, he was the first, and I think still the only man that has benched 600 pounds in five different weight classes. Now he did this in the Wabdel. Now the Wabdel has an extra weight class in there. So starting from the top, he went super heavyweight, 308. 275, here's the weird one, 259, okay, 242, 220. Yes, the Wabdel has a 259 weight class. But even such, still the only man to do it. So it's 600 pounds minimum per weight class or in excess of 600 pounds. And I was actually at the Wabdel Hall of Fame Classic in 2010, I believe, when he did his fifth and final weight class. And he was uh, at the he started he finished at the bottom he was in the two twenties I believe. It ended up benching I think six hundred pounds flat or just a kilo above. And boy that that entire almost half a Canton came down. Uh, Hall of Fame Classic we used to be right outside the football Hall of Fame which was a half hour from my house uh, South Canton, big giant tent you know middle of summer it was raining you know it's Ohio, and that was that was quite a meet.
It was actually the first meet that my wife, or my, at the time, girlfriend came to 10 years ago. <laughs> 2010. I'll be damned. Uh, I wasn't at Iron Chamber at that point. I was still at Blackstones. I didn't come to Iron Chamber until about 2012, two years later. Uh, I'd seen Jeff and the other Iron Chamber guys at different meets. And, uh, yeah, eventually I went up there and, hey, I ended up benching 950 pounds, training under them. Uh, inspirations that came out of that gym, besides Jeff Bag, one of my best friends to this day uh, from Ohio still is Michael Fobby. Mike Fobby. Oh, my goodness. That man... You know, you talk about having a heart of gold, and that's that's Michael Fobby. Um, always been there, always drove, you know, hundreds of miles or hours to come give you a handoff. Uh, was a, kind of a coach to me, kind of a mentor, a great lifter himself, um, multiply, uh, you know, benching a lot of weight. Uh, he's, he's come from a lot of uh, health issues here recently. He came out of it, now he's better and stronger than he ever was. Can't talk about him enough, but I, I gotta, I gotta move on to some other people as well. They're also talk for the rest of the episode about one guy, uh, Jeff Peshek, who we unfortunately lost uh, earlier this year. Jeff Peshek, he died of uh, brain cancer. Unfortunately, uh, Jeff Peshek, for years, was one of the scariest men I'd ever come in contact with. Uh, he had a bench press in the Wabdol single ply of, I believe it was 826 pounds. And that was a staple, a record, a legendary status record for years. And his wife had a necklace that he, she made for him that was uh, diamond gold plated. It was He hung around his neck at 826. Remember the first time I ever met Peshek, <clears throat> I was 18 years old, at the unsanctioned Iron Chamber Bench and Deadlift Championships. It was a statewide meet. The biggest unsanctioned state meet in the state of Ohio. Regularly attracts about 100 lifters on a one-day meet every single year. I was getting ready to uh, go out for an attempt on the bench. And this mammoth monster, this thick-ass human being, uh, chest-to-back chest width of a, about a refrigerator, walks up to me. And I was petrified. I'm this little 215-pound kid going out there benching 550 and this giant dude comes up next to me he he had the he just kind of like tapped me on the shoulder as gentle as a bear and he leans down and he goes hey hey man what are you going for next just the quiet softest I was I was dumbfounded I said uh I'm going for 585 next sir he said oh oh that's really cool man no good luck that's awesome I just I couldn't believe I couldn't believe what the hell just happened to me. This is this this giant dude and I knew who he I knew that who he was. I knew of him that he had benched that much and he again a number that was just absolutely insane to me at the time when I was that young. Um and he turned out to be one of the most giant, gentle teddy bears you could ever hope to meet in your entire life. So <laughs> choking up about a little bit <clears throat> but uh so yeah that that that's um you know all the iron chamber guys it was, it was it was definitely a family it definitely was a family blackstones was a family iron chamber was a family obviously both both different but both families but uh um yeah so you know i i have a lot more in person uh, you know inspirations here and there and things like that but uh i mean that that, that covers the big ones anyway in my life. Um, 
obviously, yeah, I have to mention, say, like my wife being an inspiration for me as well. Um, just the last 10 years we've been together, been crazy, if you can imagine, you know, four years of that being spent in the Marine Corps. But uh, it's it's been it's been a wild ride and she's been my rock, been to every single one of my competitions in 10 years minus two and one was in california and the other one was in vegas i <laughs> couldn't afford to take two of us so um but i want to move on really quick i want to address some very very valuable uh movies i think every serious lifter should uh should focus on and listen to and watch obsessively over and over and over okay um, i have four and if you haven't watched these already make an effort to do so if you've already seen them hey we're on the same page. I love it. The first one, speaking of Ryan Canelli, was Road to the Arnold. Oh, boy. Talk about watching that thing for... I, I think I I had a DVD. I had the original DVD. It was gifted to me. And the DVD uh, burnt out, I think. I, you know how like VHS tapes used to like start getting scratchy and... You know, and and not work right. That's what happened to that DVD. Um, not because of maltreatment. I just watched that damn thing so many freaking times. Then I discovered it on YouTube, and now I'm kind of like a mo- I kind of modernized myself a little bit. But uh, Road to the Arnold was that that didn't get your blood pumping, then nothing would. What a documentary. Uh, Ryan's training, I think, for a year leading up to I forget what year it was, two thousand eight or two thousand nine maybe 2007, Arnold Classic. And, uh, you know, just classic Ryan Canelli back when he was benching in the 800-pound range. Uh, a lot of B footage of, like, old videos and him coming up in the sport and things like that. And, of course, him bleeding out of his ears or nose, wherever the hell that, <laughs> wherever the fuck that blood was coming from. Uh, awesome, awesome movie. I still watch clips of it today just because I freaking love that shit. And Ryan's an awesome dude. Ryan's a freaking awesome dude. Uh, the next one I want to talk about was, I think I actually watched this one right after or before I watched Road to the Arnold for the first time. And that was Power Unlimited. A very, very informative documentary. It was called, when it first came out, it was supposed to be what pumping iron was to bodybuilding. Is this Power Unlimited is for powerlifting. It's about an hour and a half, maybe two hour documentary talking about the sport itself. The beginnings of the sport, people coming up in the sport that kind of paved the way, like Paul Anderson and Ed Cohen and um, some uh, some others that I can't name off the top of my head. Um, Mendy's in there. They interview a lot of the current powerlifters of that time, like Scott Cartwright, Mendy, uh, just to name a couple. Uh, very, very, very informative, and it followed Scott Cartwright through his kind of up and coming in the sport, and Mendy and his controversy with Gene and things like that, and. Uh, so that was the one that I really paid attention to and listened to and took a lot of information from. Uh, I was already benching in the 800s myself when I was first watching this documentary. Uh, but that was kind of giving me like, oh man, like the sport is finally getting some recognition. The sport's finally getting a documentary of its own, you know, cause I already watched Pumping Iron 10 years prior to this, you know, um, the next one is Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Uh, one of the Bell brothers, I forget what his name is now, did a documentary on steroid use in the sport. 
uh, and really all sports all around, but focused mainly on the powerlifting aspect. <clears throat> and this was very eye-opening for me. I This came out in 2009 or 10, I forget which now. And it took me until 2020 to finally watch the damn thing. So a um, lot, of, lot of good information, very valuable information. A lot of people that were involved in that documentary that I had no idea. I mean, they had, they had Chuck on, Chuck Bogleful on camera. Like, when the hell does that ever happen? So, uh, like I said, it took me a decade to watch the damn thing. Um, a lot of it, I had no idea. Uh, me still being natural athlete, uh, for the time being anyway, um, I had no idea. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff they were talking about, it was crazy to me. Just the statistics and how seemingly, you know, when obviously not being abused, but seemingly how a little more safe uh, they are than what is perceived. <clears throat> um, so that was kind of nuts. I, I didn't really think of it that way. But uh, so, yeah, that's another good one. So we've got um, Road to the Arnold, for Ryan Canelli's documentary, Power Unlimited, the overall just kind of powerlifting documentary going over the history in the modern day sport. And then Bigger, Stronger, Faster, talking about steroid use, not just in powerlifting, but in sports in general. And then the last one, obviously, I think a lot of us have already seen, the newest one was Westside versus the World. And that really was cool. I can't even watch it when Katie is home anymore because I watched it so many damn times. She says, you know, when you get to watch that is when I'm not here. Because now that she's working out of the house, I'm like, oh, well, okay, that's a good point. So it's like, I want to share it with you, though. Oh, I've already seen it 10 times, you know. Uh, very, very awesome. I uh, didn't get to see Westside Barbell itself until the Arnold Classic of this year, 2020. We went up there after my meet in York on March 1st, where I got my big bench. We drove straight to Ohio. We had a week off uh, vacation. <clears throat> and then after the Arnold, we actually went to Westside Barbell. Me, Tiny, and Ryan went to the uh, Westside Barbell, and we were helping one of the uh, lifters of that day uh, bench and George Halbert was there got to meet George and um, the one guy I wanted to meet is not there on Saturday or Sundays For, Louis Simmons has not come in there on Sundays god damn that man man so that, that that was kind of a disappointment I wanted to meet him and talk to him but it was cool having the three at the time the three heaviest bench pressers in history all in the same day at Lois Side Barbell helping one guy get a bench workout in really really cool so yeah that documentary obviously tons of information about the sport tons of information about louis simmons and the west side barbell coming up as the most controversial gym in the world so there's a little bit of information for me on my inspirations coming up in the sport uh, obviously the list is too long to list of the the full number of people that have inspired me through the last for these last 16 years 11 of the years, 12 of those years actually being competitive. 16 years of my life that I've dedicated to this sport. Uh, you can imagine how many more people have inspired me. Those are the big ones. Those are the ones that stick out in my mind the biggest. Um, obviously, it goes way deeper than that. I've got a great gym now down here in Virginia. Uh, being out of the military, uh, surrounded by a great group of people. It's funny how you go from gym to gym to gym. And you can just develop these friendships and this community and this family. 
So I've gone from a Blackstones family to an Iron Chamber family to an Unleashed Strength family. It's very, very cool how that works. And that's what I love about the sport is the camaraderie. Um, I, I spoke earlier about how I don't like to use the word brotherhood. I don't, I just don't like it anymore. I'm so sorry if that offends you. You know, you know, you know what was supposed to be like a brotherhood? The Marine Corps was supposed to be a brotherhood. Guess what? It wasn't. Ah, it was not a brotherhood. Nope. I could go on for days talking about that, but I won't bore you. I'm gonna go ahead and end out this episode on that note. Uh, I would like to also always address that the Patreon is running exclusively well. Thank you for asking. It's going very, very well. I love to get new members in there, interact with more people, get more content posted. And I love when people ask me about certain things like, hey, could you demonstrate something like this? Or could you, hey, could you show us how you do this or how you wrap your wrists, how you bar placement in the hands how do you break that bubble in the shirt when you're coming down with a really really tight shirt and a heavy weight things like that and then i make a video about it and i show them how to do it so if you're interested in that please we have information in the show notes you can also go to my link tree on instagram you will see it patreon kolb strong go to that it's 10 bucks a month guys for all that content six days a week of training plus extra videos that people ask me for I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want you to have a good rest of your week. Stay strong. Until next time, you all have a good day.